Hello, this is the TVC podcast with me, Tony Lowe. I've got a friend. Um, I like the guy a lot. He's been very good to me over the years and we got on very well. But we do have a difference in our approach to philosophy, which is quite important. Now, one of the things I will say is this, uh, he's actually the, the father of my best friend, this guy I'm talking about. And um, he has gone through the process of raising one of the happiest families I think I've ever seen. And they're an absolute delight to be around. Um, and so me and this guy have spoken a few times. And you can tell that what he really wants in life is, is just that, just for him to be happy and his family to be happy um, and everything just to go to go as well and as comfortably as it can. And from what I can tell, they're, they're all pulling it off. Um, so they've got my, they've definitely got my respects for being able to do that. You know, none of them are, in the process, none of them are conniving or duplicitous or, you know, scheming their way through life. They're all able to to achieve what they want to whilst being warm, friendly, decent people. Um, and despite all of our differences, they're an absolute delight to be around for exactly that reason. But there is one thing that, you know, really is a place where we really are at odds when we've spoken about things in the past. Um, because my outlook on the world is a bit darker than theirs. The only problem I really see that they have, mostly, is that there is a naivete to them, to, their, to that mindset. Um, and I'll, I'll explain exactly what I mean. I don't want to be coy about this. I've explained, for example, that when you look into it, there are things about politics and you know the history of certain parts of the church and uh, you know how the world gets governed during a pandemic or how the financial system works which are really quite bleak um, and twisted, if you if you know the facts. And the place where we came at loggerheads is, is I was explaining this to, this to this gentleman one day, and instead of disagreeing, and instead of showing that, you know, the, these things were wrong, instead his argument was simply, I don't want to think about those things because I don't want to live in a world where I have that impression, where I think about the world in that way. And when we've spoken again in the past, he's he's kind of said, look, it's not that I disagree with you, but I just think that the way you view things is a miserable way to live. And therefore, I don't, I just simply don't want to think that way. Which I always found quite perplexing. Um, now the first thing to mention is I don't necessarily think recognizing evil and being miserable necessarily have to go together. Um, in fact, I'm ironically one of the more optimistic people because I actually believe that God, I genuinely believe that God exists and I believe that heaven exists and I, I genuinely believe in the existence of good and joy, um, and beauty and truth and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I just, I don't see any reason to uh, lie to myself 
about what the world is. And in fact, there's a deeper reason why I think you shouldn't, and I'll get onto that in a second. So that that's the first thing. Like even his claim that you know it'd be a miserable way to live, like no, not necessarily. Um, yes, it adds a darker spin to things, but but here's the point: if you don't live in, if you don't live by reality as it actually is, it doesn't stop reality from existing, and that's the point. In fact, what I think people like him are doing, or just people in general with that with that mindset, because I think it's quite common. I think what I've just just described is a fairly common mindset, even if it's subtle. Um, but you know, this this willingness to ignore evil because it's uncomfortable, I suppose, is is one of the ways to think about it. I think what people with that mindset are doing are actually putting themselves at more risk in some way. At, at least at some level as well. Because, you know, it, it just doesn't... Ignoring the problem doesn't get rid of it. Right? And that's why I wanted to call this episode The Lion Behind the Curtain. Because that's how I've always thought of that problem. It's like, if you're if you're in a house and you're in the front room and adjacent to the front room is the kitchen, you know, let's for argument's sake say there's a, cur- there's a curtain or a door separating the two. Now, if you're in the front room and there's a lion in the kitchen, then the knowledge of that fact is going to freak you out, right? Oh dear, there's a lion in the kitchen. I need to get out of the house or I'm going to die, right? Um, and you might think, okay, well, no, that's why I always I use the image of a, of a curtain, not a door, because it's like, a curtain isn't going to stop a lion. It just stops you from seeing it, right? So, yeah, you're in the front room and you hear like a mild growling somewhere off to your right. Or even your friend comes in and says, by the way, do you know there's a, there's a lion in there? And you go, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. I don't believe you. I mean, in fact, I think believing there's a lion there is just not how I want to spend my Friday night. You know, I've got the TV on. I'm playing my games. Just about to sit down with the missus. I've ordered a pizza. Don't start ruining that all ruining that all now by telling me there's a lion in my kitchen. Leave me alone. But here's the thing. What if there actually is a lion in the kitchen, right? If there is a lion in the kitchen, it doesn't stop it from eating you when it comes through that curtain. So what's the best thing to do? Even if it does make you feel a bit uncomfortable, obviously the best thing to do is realise that there's a lion in the kitchen, and then act accordingly, right? Now, here's the thing. Even if you if you deal with the problem, can you not then go back to going living the life that you want to? You know, if you can manage the lion in some way or get away from it, can you not go back to doing what you want? I mean, again, it's just not, it's not like you therefore have to be miserable. Like, you just take your last bit of happiness in life, you hold your breath, and then you die. You know, or at least I got to watch TV for the last five minutes before the lion killed me instead of doing something about it. It's just... Anyway, so that's that's my attitude towards ignoring truth because the thing is, you know, truth is the only thing that we can actually live by because truth is just the status of reality as it actually is. And, you know, when we when we give the status of truth to things like ideas and beliefs, we're just saying... They are. If you have a true belief, it's a belief that matches reality as it is, right? And a false belief is one that doesn't. Um, 
So falsehood is non-reality, truth is reality. Um, and so if you ignore the truth, then you're just ignoring reality. But reality, like I said, doesn't stop being itself. It doesn't stop, it doesn't pause itself for your own preferences and inclinations. It carries on being what it is. So, so for example, if you found out for argument's sake that the government, for example, was actually being run by, by narcissistic sociopaths and psychopaths, who actively, for argument's sake, who actively want to make your life worse in order to benefit themselves, then if you ignore that, it doesn't stop them from carrying on with their machinations, right? It doesn't stop them from putting the schemes and the things in place to, to deceive you and, and uh, get what they want out of you, basically. But then if you know about that, perhaps you can... Well, at, the very, at the very least, perhaps you don't believe everything they say, right? Perhaps you spend a bit more time thinking through what they're telling you to do and really considering whether you should do it or not, right? Because not everything a politician says is law, for example. Um, if you know, for example, that the scientific community can be full or have many untrust unreliable untrustworthy people who are doing say faulty science to serve their own benefits like think of the pharmaceutical industry for example yeah being aware of that might make you feel very uncomfortable oh no there's an entire sector of society that is a really important part of it that we now can't have as much confidence in or perhaps i shouldn't have as much confidence in doesn't that sour the milk a little bit eh yeah but what if these same psychopaths and uh, profiteers are using your naivete to give you medication, for example, that makes you less healthy, right? Then what? Here's a big one. What if God exists? Now, if God exists, then that's going to be very uncomfortable for a huge huge number of people think of the amount of um rules and strictures that just brings crashing down onto someone if they genuinely realize and accept that god exists right well therefore he he makes the rules and i have to live by those not mine uh and indeed perhaps if i don't then there are going to be consequences right what if the devil exists that's also an extremely uncomfortable thought, right? What if there really is a supernatural being that hates you with its entirety, with the entirety of its being, that only wants to make your life worse and is trying actively, sleeplessly to do that every minute of every day? Yeah, it's an uncomfortable way to live. If you realise that, it's an uncomfortable thought to have but like the line behind the curtain, does ignoring that possibility stop it from being real? You know, If you ignore the existence of the devil, does it stop him from going away? If you ignore the existence of God, does it stop him from existing, if in fact he does? Right. Whether you think he does or not is one question, but whether if he does exist, he does exist independently of your beliefs about it and of mine. 
And if you ignore that fact, what else might you be missing, right? So this is this is why it's almost like an extreme example to give. The, the interesting thing about this family and this man I've just spoken about is that he actually lives a happy life, right? Now, there's a weak way to approach the argument. What you could do is you could say, I could, I could have imagined a miserable person who would be happier if he just accepted the truth, right? Um, whereas what I'm doing here is I'm saying, no, actually, I know a happy person who probably would be more uncomfortable in some ways if um, you know, he, he'd realized some of the truths about the world. But here's the thing, like long term, on the whole, he's still at risk of things he's not even aware of, right? And otherwise, you know, if you ignore, for example, the fact that God exists, then, you know, there are different aspects of our being that we can harm. So his normal day-to-day life might be able to tick on completely fine without uh, knowing whether God exists or not. But what about his soul, right? If the soul exists, you know, does the soul exist or not? Well, it's an important question. If it doesn't, and you know it doesn't, okay, that's one thing. But if you're ignoring the possibility that it can, that's another. Now, what if it does exist? Well, if it does exist, then what what life are you setting up for your soul if you ignore the existence of God, right? And in that sense, the lion behind the curtain becomes the dragon that comes to steal your soul away in the form of the devil, I suppose. Um well, no, because it's not just the devil. We actually have, it's, it's us as well. Mea culpa, mea culpa. Because we always have the, the chance to choose and the devil only takes what we give him. Um, but, you know, that's the other way to think about it. Yeah, you might be happy in your little bubble of life that you've you know, been able to carve out for yourself in basically an ignorant bliss. It's definitely possible. But what effect does that have onto eternity as well and if it is going to have an effect do we have do we not have some level of responsibility to consider whether it will and, and to find out even if the finding out will make us slightly uncomfortable even if the finding out might make us very uncomfortable right so yeah see reality as it is you know i mean there's a really really obvious example if i'm on a building site and someone tells me a fire has just broken out in room 26 and i think yeah but i don't really want to have to deal with that right let's say it was my responsibility i think i don't really want to deal with that right now well me ignoring the fire doesn't stop the whole building from burning down right and that's the thing like this this attitude that the guy's got like it ties into different things. I think one of the things it ties into is, is the idea of hedonism as well. Like the idea that we're just here to be happy and then tick the box and then and go off, right? Life for life done. Um, prioritizing comfort over everything else. But the other thing is that, okay, he's been lucky enough to pull off, let's say even that he can just live in ignorant bliss for the rest of his life. He's been lucky enough to pull that off within his life. But if everyone else takes that option, then the whole society is living blind you know, like blind sheep whilst the wolves are prowling around, right? They're living as blind sheep whilst they have, whilst the lions are walking amongst them, picking off who they choose. And it's like, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. We're obviously, we're, we're asked, we're told to be sheep in the in the context of being Christians, right? With, with As the flock of Christ. But we're not told to be blind. 
we are given the faculty of reason for a reason, right? That's arguably what makes part of the image of God is that we have that same faculty that he does, the faculty of understanding. Um, and we have an, it's not, the onus is on us, therefore, to use that to realize where we are, who we are, and what we should do about those facts. And I don't think, well, I think if we ever have to stand before Christ and give an account, I don't think ignorance for the sake of this worldly bliss is going to be an excuse. So that's all for now. TonyVCLow.com, where you can find everything from my books to the Academy. Or if you want, you can also just find me on YouTube if you type in TVC. And maybe look for this episode as well. Thank you for your time.